0: Welcome to Nerd Sports. Today we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat. And we're going to look at the sport as a whole. And okay, uh, not Mortal Kombat. No, I was, I was, I
1: was, I was. That was a look of intrigue. Um, that, that was, that was hundred percent a look of, look of intrigue. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm putting my notes away on this. No, 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 no.
1: I want to see where you go with this. No. No, you you come in with with these with these uh, random takes. I want you to run with it. Go go for it. I'm I'm gonna put my my headphones down. I want you to run with it. Go for it. I want to see where you go.
0: No, I'm done.
1: Oh, that that was the punchline.
0: Yeah, that was the punchline. Damn.
1: Okay. Well, let me let me get plugged back in here. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: I mean. It was it was like three weeks ago. There's a more full Mortal Kombat tournament that they did. I, did. I, I I looked it up.
1: Like an esports or dudes actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, Evo. Okay. Evo 2021. Uh, it's some of the stuff that comes uh, along on my uh, uh, feed on YouTube. It has a weird taste to it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I, I was just about to say. I'm like, uh, uh, out of all of the out of all of the blends that we've tried from black rifle pink 79 it it, i don't know what it is man it's it's got
0: it has a bitter but it's not a it's a weird bitter
1: it's not overly powering but like it overshadows everything
0: else yeah i have creamer in mine so it just it has a weird taste to it He gave it a swish in the mouth to figure out what it is.
1: Yeah, no, I cannot put my... I can't.
0: I, I, I'm going to look it up real quick.
1: Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go out on This is my shot. Evan, you, you missed it on this one, man.
0: Well, it's like any other... I, I don't think he missed it. I think on this one, I mean, everybody has their different flavors that they like and everything.
1: I'll retract that. Didn't necessarily miss his mark, but it's more of a, um, he he made this specifically for a unique section of his demographic.
0: Uh, Yeah, it has a papaya. That's what it is
1: yeah okay yeah because i was like there's a little bit of a citrus on the back end of that and i'm like
0: yeah it had a little citrusy to it but i i hate papaya i had i look it up i was like why why does it taste like that i mean i i'm not really feeling it but it's it's papaya it has a a papaya yeah papaya is really i just like the same papaya but uh, now the reason why we're bringing this up, and we brought the uh, brought the copy up, and because we actually are filming during the daytime because we had the day off. But uh, NASCAR Black Rifle Coffee uh, won uh, NASCAR this weekend. Yeah, no,
1: it was um, it was the race in Darlington. Um, uh, it, it, the, Didn't they
0: win it last year too?
1: No, no, I'm no well, okay. So when you're talking about win NASCAR, okay, so the they've got. Uh, they've, they've got a schedule and every week they're at a different venue okay this week they just happen to be at darlington and if i'm not mistaken i believe that this was the cutoff race for the xfinity race or series to get into the playoffs okay and noah gregson who drives for junior motorsports uh he's sponsored by bass pro shop black rifle coffee
0: yeah
1: uh i think it's uh i think real, I, real tree camo
0: i think i think uh wh- whoever's on the hood is the main supporter
1: yeah i mean it he's was a, the it was the, pro it, it, it was the best pro sh- best pro shop but black rifle is their 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 contingency sponsor um so yeah i mean it's it's good to see black rifle get into victory lane again um no grigson he's had kind of a I don't want to say he's out of snake button but it just they just happen to just like miss it, miss the setup on their car just a little just off by a little bit every week and um,
0: their car's a Toyota?
1: It's a Chevrolet. Yeah. That that's not Noah Gregson's car.
0: Oh, okay. That's uh, Ty Dillon.
1: Yeah. No Gregson, or Gregson drives the number nine oh, Bass Pro Shop Black Rifle okay. Coffee Chevrolet Camaro for Junior Motorsports.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Is Ricky will sell so full. <laughs> I'm the one that goes to races. I'm the one that watches that shit on TV. Um. Anyway, so... Um, but yeah, I mean, it was good to see... Uh, black rifle coffee you know and get back into, into victory lane with Noah Gregson um, Noah's got he, he's, he's kind of depending on who you talk to in the garage he's 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 either a spitfire you know like a firecracker personality or he's a punk um, but he's just a kid man I mean he's, he's, he's learning um, sometimes yeah his ego does get a little bit too big for his shoes but uh, you know overall uh, I mean overall I mean he has the potential to become a really great driver he just needs to be able to drive smarter he needs to drive a little bit more respectfully and yeah I mean when the occasion calls for it he needs to hang it out there and just kind of throw caution to the wind and, and just stick his car in places where it's not supposed to go but um, it was also the first week of the playoffs for for the uh, NASCAR Cup guys.
0: It was uh, also the uh, first uh, for uh, college football.
1: Yeah, I was going to college football in just a second, but um, it's the round of sixteen uh, for for NASCAR uh, for the for the Cup guys. Uh, Denny Hamlin i mean he won a pretty exciting finish to the race yesterday i'm not necessarily the biggest denny hamlin fan uh i mean there's people that swear by him i not so much i mean i'm a hendrick motorsports guy i mean i'm a chevrolet guy through and through uh kyle, kyle larson who drives the number five chevy uh, for hendrick motorsports he finished second but it, it wasn't for you know without trying um he he was doing some dirt track moves out there, you know, the, in the closing laps, trying to close that distance, and and uh, you know just didn't make it. No, well, I mean he, I mean he did finish the race. He finished second, but I mean he just a little too little, too late, and uh, I think it ultimately came down to just you know pit stops, you know pit stop times. I mean, which a lot of races are one one and loss on pit road, so. Um, All the cars that are out there on those tracks this year, they're not going to be out on the track next year. Why is that? NASCAR is going to a next-generation car. Um, Basically, they're controlling everything. The only thing that's going to be unique about those cars is going to be the front and back ends. They're going to be manufacturer-specific. Instead of having five lug nuts, they're going to have a central hub or a central lug right there at the center of the wheel. Um, There's all kinds of safety improvements. There's uh, aerodynamic ch- package changes that are gonna be going to be going on. It's going to be a huge learning process for the teams going into the offseason. Um, all of these cars they've got now, all these bodies, all these chassis, they're going to start getting relegated to like some of the lower series, like the Canaan uh, series, uh, the Arca series. Um, and, I mean, Or you're going to just start seeing a lot of these cars just kind of get pushed out towards like the show car circuit and stuff like that and um so i mean it's i mean they've been testing and tweaking and messing with this next gen car for the last three or four years um i don't know i mean next year is going to be kind of interesting to see how nascar handles it because they're they're wanting to bring parity to the sport. They're also wanting to bring, make the cars that much more safer. Um, and when I say parity, we're talking like the lower tier teams. You know, it's like, uh, you know, you're know, like your front row motorsports. Your your twenty three eleven. Uh, I mean those. I mean, yeah, even though twenty three eleven is owned by Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan, uh, I mean they're going to go from a one car to a two car operation next year. But they're they're not going to be. I mean, they're going to be competitive, but they're not going to be as competitive if, say, like a a Roush Fenway or uh, Penske or Hendrick Motorsports or even Richard Childress Racing. Um, But it's going to be kind of interesting to see how NASCAR kind of makes that transition. Because the last time that they did a drastic swing uh, going from one car type to the next was uh, back in, I want to say it was... uh, 2006 or 2007 i can't remember what but they went from they, they went from one body style which i mean the body style that they ran i mean there was i mean you had cars that were specifically set up for different types of tracks you had super speedway cars you had short track cars you had intermediate car, uh, cars and you had road course cars The bodies started getting all twisted, and and, and it just kind of almost became unrecognizable. But the drivers absolutely loved driving those cars because they became they were fun. Um,
0: That would be uh, Generation Four, I guess.
1: Yeah, the Generation Four before they went to the Car of Tomorrow or the COT. um, That big. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Okay. Right. Hey, look at me. Um, But those cars were ugly. They had that huge stupid wing on the back. They had. Uh, Are you talking Gen 4? Uh, yeah. I think it will Yeah. No. 2007's when they went to the car of tomorrow.
0: Yeah. That's okay. when they went to the car of tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Well, see, the problem with the car of tomorrow is passing was almost non-existent, And one of the things that NASCAR it prides did. itself on is that whenever, like, if a car gets spun... And it starts running backwards there's roof flaps that de- you know that deploy and, and and it keeps the car on the ground that is the sole purpose is to keep those cars on the ground right or at least as much as possible
0: i always wonder about that because i've always seen it that the, the um, flapping up and everything like that and mm-hmm. then uh and then it just i was like is is that stoppers or something like that yeah
1: um well i mean they're attached by by metal tethers and or you know uh, cable tethers and so when they deploy they come up like that it's because the airflow is going the wrong direction and it pulls those roof flaps open and those are designed to be like dampeners so that way it helps provide downforce on the roof of the car when it's traveling the wrong direction and it and it's supposed to keep the car on the ground for safety right well with the car tomorrow that big spoiler that they put on the back that wing it had the absolute opposite effect um on more than one occasion, when a guy that was driving in one of those cars got spun, his car instantly went airborne. Dude. With ease. I mean, there was no, hey, we're going to bounce a couple times. No, this dude spun, traveled 15, 20 feet, and his ass came up. Wind got Air got up underneath the car, and away he went. Um, one of the more notable crashes... ...happened at uh, Texas Motor Speedway... ...or not Texas Motor Speedway... ...well that was one of the more notable crashes... ...but... um, ...Talladega Super Speedway... ...Carl Edwards and Brad Keselowski... ...they were battling it out for the win... ...Brad spun... ...Carl Edwards... ...Carl Edwards' car got up into the air... ...spun... ...and got caught up in the catch fence... ...destroyed the catch fence... ...destroyed his car... A woman, there was yeah, spectators in the stands that were injured by flying debris and tires coming off of a Carl Edwards' car. A woman. One woman, I think it was, if I remember correctly, she had to have her jaw wired shut because it broke her jaw when she was struck in the face with a tire coming off of his car.
0: Good lord. At
1: 197 miles an
0: hour. Wow. I
1: mean, the catch fence, for the most part, did its job, and it kept the car from going into the stands and killing people. But um, that that was kind of the last straw. Um, You know, I mean, they they, they were calling for, you know, let's get rid of this stupid wing, let's get rid of this car, let's go back to a spoiler like we used to have. And when NASCAR transitioned from the car of tomorrow to the next model, the, the Gen 5 car, it still had the same principles and sta- same kind of looks that a car of tomorrow had, minus the the wing. They went back to the traditional spoiler. They they added a uh, side spoiler that was on the back window, mm-hmm. uh, specifically for the super speedway tracks. Um, it still had the front splitter on there. I and mean, like these cars, they have front splitters, but they're not as pronounced. Um <clears throat> And I mean, they went from the Impala. They went Chevy went from the Impala to the SS um, when they when they made that transition. But uh, the cars instantly got safer because they weren't going up into the air as easily. Now you'll be able to see wrecks like Ryan Newman's wreck from the Daytona 500 this year or last year, and you know you're like, well, the cars still go up in the air. Well, yeah. I mean, because unless you're out there driving blocks, like actual blocks, and no, that's not a sound effect that you're hearing in the background. Our lovely community likes to test their tornado sirens at noon on the first Monday of every month, regardless of the weather, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's like, okay, you know, like when I first moved here, I'm sitting there. It's actually storming outside. And I'm 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 in school, and those sirens start going off, and I'm like, "What is that?" And then the, one of the teachers kind of explained it to me, and I was like, "Oh, that's dumb." And then I when, you know, when I got home, I realized, "Oh, okay. Well, I've got one of those sirens that's sitting right next door to the house, like literally, because it's over there on Caulfield, um, that blue farmhouse that's over there. Yeah, yeah. That used to belong to my 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 grand my grandparents on my mom's side. Yeah. Storm sign." right next door right next door i'm just sitting there going that sucker's loud because it just rotates while it's running and then they'll 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 run it and then what is it like 10 15 minutes later they'll run it again for the all clear
0: no they only run it once no i thought they always
1: ran it twice Uh, a couple years ago they used to run it twice anyways digressing but um with these with these cars I, you, if you're, unless you're running a block like a, like an actual honest to god like a kindergarten block, you know I mean, we, you just throw aerodynamics out the out the window, and you're just pushing a refrigerator down the damn road, you know down you know, around the track. Wind will still get up underneath that if you're going fast enough.
0: Yeah, especially at those speeds. Yeah, so I mean. Well, they used to have uh like uh some kind of like. Openings on the front end mm-hmm. to where the wind wouldn't get up; it, uh, it would it would avert it up. Right. But they, I guess, they stopped doing that.
1: Yeah. Well, but, I mean, they still have the roof flaps.
0: I'm, I'm looking at like, at the design right now. And
1: oh, the current one that they're running right now. Yeah. Now the Xfinity guys and the Cup guys, they run two different cars. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're they're both running Camaros. They're both running. Uh, um. Ford Mustangs, they're both running Toyota Well, the Xfinity guys run the Toyota Supra, the, the Cub guys run the Camry, which there's no such thing as a two door Camry, but whatever I digress. Um The guys in the Xfinity series, their bodies are made out of carbon fiber. So there's a lot of more a lot more forgiveness, so it's like say if they bounce it off the wall, like if you know, if they they run up and they they, they kiss that wall. Yeah. There's not a lot of I mean there's a lot of forgiveness there. I mean, you might get scuffed paint, but, you know, as far as body damage, your fender's caving in on your wheel, stuff like that, there's not going to be a whole lot of that. Um, versus the guys in the Cup Series, where they're running sheet metal on those cars. You bump it, you're going to have tire rub. You bump it, it's going to affect your aerodynamics. And it puts more of a premium on learning where your car is, how your car handles, and learn. And it puts a bigger premium on driving. You know, so, but... Um, moving on. So, yeah, um, baseball is wrapping up, man. Um, right now it's – it's. Uh, I mean, Boston's, Boston's actually – I mean, they lost last night. But, um, you know, for a while they were, they were, they were on like a four or five-game winning streak. Uh, they moved up to third in the, in, in the division. They're a half game behind New York for second place. They're also a half game behind New York for the wild card. Um,
0: and don't forget that uh, Samuel Lou uh, stunned fans with the first uh, pitch of the year. Yeah, yeah. And a backflip. Look at
1: you all trying to report that. Like, you were the one. You were the one, look at me, Anyway. But <laughs> so,
0: well, you would forget.
1: I would not forget. I'm talking about baseball. In fact, I was about to segue into it as soon as I got done doing the standings. So pump the brakes there Fox and friends and you should be okay all right all right okay we're walking we're walking okay um
0: I really don't like papaya
1: one of the biggest stories out of the weekend uh was uh San Francisco and LA I mean they're division rivals um and they are um you know they played this weekend in San Francisco and yes this is going to be my segue so just Acuna, you taught us. De-stress your breasts. Calm your tits. Good boy. All right.
0: So um, he didn't see that. I grabbed my breast.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he even licked his thumb and forefinger and tweaked it. Yeah. It it was. It was a sight. It was a a sight. It was a
0: sight to behold. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? True. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, San Francisco actually took first place, yeah, uh, because of this series. Um,
0: uh, in their division. In their division,
1: they have a one-game lead.
0: Oh wow! Over the
1: Dodgers now. Uh, the Dodgers are they they basically own the first spot in the wild card right now, over San Diego by thirteen games. Uh, San Diego, they're still going to have a winning season. But if they're not lucky, and you know they're gonna play the the world's biggest game of fuck around and find out what happens, um, Cincinnati is half a game out of the second wild card spot. I mean, virtually the the only difference between San Diego's record and Cincinnati's record is one loss, and that's it. One loss. That is a half of a game in the standings. Um, Philadelphia. They're 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 trying to figure it out. Um, They're two-and-a-half games out of the wild-card spot right now. Uh, St. Louis, they got upset in Milwaukee this weekend. Um, uh, The the, the, the Brewers came back in the bottom of the ninth with a five-run ninth inning. Capped it off with a walk-off grand slam to beat the Cardinals. And so, I mean, if you're if we're talking about how that affected the division standings, it <clears throat> right now, um, Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee's got a comfortable lead in the Central Division. They're going to win their division unless they just completely screw the pooch going forward. They're at 84 and 54 right now. They've got an 11 game lead over Cincinnati. And St. Louis, I mean, they're scuffling. They're at 69 and 66. Yeah, they're right now they're just above 500, but they may or may not. I mean, it's 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 up in the air right now as to how you know how they're going to finish this year out. And I mean, but we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be an interesting little you know couple of weeks stretch here. Um, I mean, obviously, you know at this point, you know I'm I'm more focused on what the Red Sox are doing versus the rest of the division, and. You know, when if it comes down to it, to where New York and, and Boston have to play that one-game wild card game, I suspect that Chris Sale is going to go go is going to start that game for Boston, and Garrett Cole is going to start that game for New York, and it's going to be a pitcher's duel, straight up, pitcher's duel, and it's going to be whose offense figures out the other pitcher first, and with with the fact that. Chris Sales' just now coming back off of Tommy John surgery. He's I mean he's pitching basically lights out. He got a no decision the other day, but um I mean other than that, I mean he's just I mean he looks like he's back to his old form and then some. Uh, the, the the Red Sox have had more exposure to Garrett Cole. There's more film on him this year, so they're able to watch. Uh they're they're able to, you know, they're they just just due to repetition. They, they've got more exposure to Garrett cold than anything else so <laughs> with all the trades that that new york made at the, at the trade deadline right now i'm really resisting the urge to be a homer and say i'm going to give the edge to boston because right now i just don't know because it just depends on what version of the boston offense decides to show up to, to to work that day and vice versa it just depends on what version of the new york yankees come to you know come to work that day so um Either way, it's going to be ESPN's going to dub it an instant classic. But it, it's going well, to be fun to watch.
0: They always do something like that uh, for uh, any games. That's like, oh, it's an instant classic because it's it, it, it's it's it's, it's two, two
1: storied rivals. And look for them to do a lot of play on the 2004 ALCS, and they're going to, to play snippets from the 2003 ALCS.
0: But that's really just any kind of media outlet that tries to do that. Yeah, it, it gets but it's, it's
1: low-hanging fruit to sit there and, and take this rivalry. Now, not to take away anything from the rivalry itself, but it's it's really it's low-hanging fruit because it's not that hard to, to sit there and hype that up. The fan bases do enough of that on their own, myself included.
0: You don't do it at all.
1: (laughs) But um, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see because I mean, at this point, I mean, Tampa Bay right now—they're the number one seed in the American League. They have got uh, the only other team in the majors that has more wins than them is the Giants, and that's by one game. So, you know, everybody keeps waiting for the Rays to fall apart because that's just kind of what they do.
0: You know what I just realized? Our 25th episode is going to be the same weekend of Oklahoma versus Texas.
1: Man, but I don't want to go down there.
0: I'm not going down there. We'll watch it on TV because I will not do that again, ever again.
1: Yeah, I mean. Because
0: it, it is a total shit show.
1: It is. It's a shit show. You got people miss, missing half the teeth in their head from Oklahoma, going boomer sooner, you know. And then you got two thirds of their fan base who actually live in Texas. Still no teeth. They've got their teeth, but most of them have had them replaced with veneer. Okay. Okay. All right. You know, because we're just a little bit higher class down here. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, the running joke is that Oklahoma is so jealous of Texas that they out Texas Texas in a lot of things. Okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like their license plates used to say Oklahoma is okay, and that's because none of them know how to spell mediocre. But, uh, and then you got your Longhorn fans. I mean, let's just, okay, so let's break down the University of Texas. Yes. Pause that. Hold on. So that way, you can't say you forgot to talk about it. Um, so, David and I went with my boys. We went to go see um, Shang uh, Chi this weekend, and the star of that movie, uh, Simu, uh, Simu Liu, or Liu, right? I, I can't pronounce his name. Anyways, he uh, he was invited to throw out the first pitch. At Simu, yesterday's game.
0: It's Simu Ulu.
1: Okay, whatever. Look at you, nerd. Um, Simu Lu, does, I mean, he gets invited to throw out the ceremonial first pitch at the Giants-Dodgers game in San Francisco. And he's out there, you know, and he's he's making sure his form looks good and everything like that. He gets out there and he throws a textbook first pitch strike and then immediately does a backflip on the pitcher's mound and lands it. I'm sitting here going, okay, all right, okay. So he brought a little bit of the Marvel, you know, some of that, some of that superhero esque, you know, conditioning out there to the mound, and 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 he pulled it off, man. And I'm like, okay, all right. Out of, of, of celebrities throwing out first pitches, I think I will rank his up there among among like top five, easy. Now, bottom of the list, obviously, is going to be people like Fifty Cent. Go ahead and look it up. Fifty cents first uh, uh, fifty cent throws first pitch at Mets game. And you you'll see just how horrible this throw was.
0: Okay. Look, what the It's
1: horrible, man. It's I mean it's
0: like No, I was just looking at his hand.
1: Hold on. I know this is random, but am I the only Holy one that's crap. hearing Elmo in the background? No. Okay.
0: God, he he totally messed it up. Right. But uh, What's this, uh, the, <laughs> well, you go down a rabbit hole and you start looking up other ones and there's this, uh, sister that shot it right across the, the, uh, made a strike. Yeah. Right across the, uh, home plate. But, but that was one, of, that was one of the best pitches. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Now, moving on into, um um college football yeah um today uh, this this weekend was kickoff weekend basically for for college football and so um there were a few upsets already um
0: well, Texas one of the first uh the Longhorns won the first matchup against uh Louisiana 38 to 18
1: yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, okay, so getting back to my point about Texas. Texas, for whatever reason, they seem to think that the world, the universe of college football revolves around them, and they seem to forget that there's this other conference out there called the Southeastern Conference or the SEC, and they've got teams mm-hmm. like LSU. They've got teams like Alabama. They've got teams like Tennessee, and their, their longtime cross-state rival, Texas A&M, is now, you know, has been part of the SEC for a few years now. Um, so Oklahoma and Texas, they were like, well, the Big 12 is kind of falling apart here, and our recruiting is down, and... Our teams aren't relevant so much anymore. We want to get in on this huge, like, recruiting pool. So, I mean, they decided that they wanted to petition to become part of the SEC. And for whatever reason, I think they got their wish. But when they start playing week in and week out with these kids from the SEC, you're going to see the Sooners getting spanked back back up to Norman. You're going to see the Longhorns getting swept out, swept back up to, back back over to Austin. And, I mean, you're going to get a lot of fans. They're going to be like, what the fuck were we thinking? And, I mean, it's going to take them, a, you know, a couple of years. I mean, they're not just going to come in here and they're going to be like, oh, hey, this is our house now. No, no. You are guests. You are still coming to us asking us where the towels are before you go into the bathroom to take a shower. You know? You're you're I mean Texas and Oklahoma those are the kinds of teams that if they were if they were a housewife they'd be the ones that hang the toilet paper roll upside down.
0: Well, on that note, uh, the <laughs> other the grandstanding Alabama. nothing nothing no that, that, that is just I was like okay you said it fuck all right I got it but the biggest the uh, biggest contender. Uh, is going to be Alabama, and second from is uh, Georgia, but North Car- uh North Carolina and uh, God, it started with a C. And I...
1: well, North Carolina they lost this week. Clemson. 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 Yeah, uh, North Carolina actually lost this weekend, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I'm I'm looking at this on uh, CBS Sports uh, for football, and. Uh, North oh okay North Carolina they, they snuck in the like the top twos and everything like that Yeah, and then they snuck in I was like North Carolina lost I'm like, yeah
1: see, okay. see now as far as the top 25 teams are going to be concerned the first couple of weeks before you start playing is before they start their conference play it it's almost like they're playing cupcake teams. It's kind of like, okay, here we're going to come in here. Yeah, it's full games. These stats matter, but
0: they basically let radio. They're, they're using. The field.
1: Were they, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to I'm going to avoid that one. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it they use these first couple of weeks as like tune-up games. Now, like I mean, we're talking about like teams like Tennessee playing Bowling Green. Okay. I mean, they beat yeah. they beat Bowling Green thirty eight to six. Uh, Western Kentucky beat UT Martin fifty nine to twenty one. Um, let me see here on some of the Friday games. Yeah, number ten, North Carolina got upset by unranked Virginia Tech seventeen to ten. Okay, um, let me see here.
0: Well, Oregon made a uh, eleventh on this for the season. Yeah, uh,
1: Oregon. I mean, they beat Fresno State. Thirty-four to twenty-four. Um, number five, Georgia. Number three, Clemson. Georgia edged that game out, 10, 10 to three. Um, Texas A&M. They played Kent State. This is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. A cupcake team. Is, we're going to fine tune a lot of things, and you know, we're just going to kind of add to the win column. Number six, Texas A&M beat Kent State, forty-one to ten. Okay, um, I mean Texas A&M alone in that game. Uh, what was it they put up? I mean Texas A&M. The only I mean they scored. The only quarter they didn't score in was the second. I mean they scored ten in the first, seventeen in the third, and fourteen points in the fourth. But uh, let me see here. Total. Let me see here. Team stats. Texas A&M, they had 29 first downs to Kent State's 19. Um, Let me see here. They didn't know – they didn't – I mean, for total yards, total offense, 595 yards of total offense to 336. Okay. Um, Average yards per pass was 13.9 yards per pass for Texas A&M, 7.9 for Kent State. Um, I mean, they both ran – I mean, seventy-five to seventy-six, as far as like the number of total plays ran. Um, let me see here.
0: Why do you do that? I'm gonna look at the standings as of right now.
1: Texas A&M did not punt this weekend, not once. What? They did not punt the ball at all.
0: How is that fucking possible?
1: <laughs> You're playing Kent State. Versus Kent State's eight punts for 322 yards.
0: I still don't get it. Okay. Um, well, it's not I don't get it. I just, I'm not, why wouldn't you punt?
1: Well, in your, if you're in a your position where you don't have to, like, okay, you avoid those third and long situations, okay?
0: Well, yeah, okay, I, I gathered that. I mean, because if if, not, you, if sure. you
1: if you can get a good return, if you can get grab a good chunk of yardage, like either your screen plays or or over the middle type passes, where you're dumping passes underneath the coverage, kind of a situation on first and second down. If you leave yourself with a third and short, you can run a, a, a you know, take your running back, throw them up the middle, or you know have them bounce to the outside, or you can you know do like a short yardage uh, pass play, and you know those high percentage high return plays. You can avoid having to get yourself into a fourth down at all. Now, Texas A&M did. They did try to go for it on fourth down once, and they failed. They turned the ball over on downs. But, um, you know, it's it's funny, man, because it's like, okay, you look at that stat, and you're like, okay, how did that happen? You know, and then you, you you look at the stats. You look at the breakdown. To, total offense. You look at the third down conversions, four, fourth down conversions. You look at the ten, average number of passes per play. You look at the average number of rushing yards per play. And then you start to get a better idea as to how that pitcher unfolded. And but it's it's kind of funny though. I mean, because you sit there and you're, you're like, you're you are like you you really don't want.
0: You're mixing references. No, not pitcher. I didn't say pitcher. Yeah, you did.
1: I said, passing yards per play, running yards per play. You get a bitter or better pitcher.
0: Oh, of, okay, picture. Okay, gotcha. Yeah,
1: see, there's pitcher, and then there's picture. You. And then Dyslexia you see.
0: does it again. Dun dun dun. 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 <laughs> if I had that
1: new soundboard, I'd sit there and go,
0: Hey. We should have
1: it up. We should have. I'll bring it next time. But um, I thought you
0: were supposed to bring it up in anyways
1: i i just completely just left it because i'm like all right because eh, you know then then we'd have to waste time trying to figure out the sound on it and anyways i digress so
0: i had plenty of time today
1: but anyways whatever man that's 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 your opinion man <laughs> there's another big lebowski reference for you yeah um but I mean, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, college football is back, everybody. So I mean, if I if I do watch any kind of football with any kind of like regular, you know, with any kind of consistency, it's gonna. I would say it have to be college football, just because simply due to the fact that yeah, while you you'd be hard pressed to convince me that college players in some way, shape, form, or fashion are not catching a paycheck, especially at some of these like Division One A blue chip type schools, the game seems a little bit more emotional at that level versus when a guy gets a big multi-million dollar contract to go play in the pros he's got his money he doesn't care that's what he's you know he's he's done what he needs to do but um I don't know I mean I I I like college ball I mean and now let's shift focus for just a second no 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 no, hold on, Hold on hold on it's still college football let, no, me, no, let me no, just okay. get let me get this run down real quick, okay? Okay. The Service Academy scores. Okay? The Air Force Academy played Lafayette or Lafayette, but I say Lafayette. Fuck you. Get out of my face. They won thirty five to fourteen. <clears throat> army where did Army score go? Did
0: you clear your throat just for freaking army?
1: Yeah. I mean, you do you want me to do? you want me to clear my throat for Air Force? No, I'm not gonna. No, do no, that. no, no,
0: no. Why don't you just go ahead and uh, well, there's a suit. I think I got a tie in there. Why, why don't you you know spruce it up a little bit for the uh, audience and everything? Because I'm a do grunt
1: that. and grunts don't wear ties, man. I'm sorry, this just shit's just not happening.
0: Yeah, they're more or less the ascot thing.
1: No, no. Heavy you're thinking. Ass. You're thinking. calf No, no. You,
0: no, heavy heavy thinking, you're thinking. You're
1: thinking. Cavalry. No, don't don't confuse me with a cav scout ever. Okay? They say they're basically infantry. I was fucking infantry. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyways, Fuckin dick. <laughs> God. You 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 my fucking
0: So that is that is probably is one some- of the
1: shittier things I think I've ever heard come out of that sewer you call a mouth.
0: I'm I'm I'm. <sighs> I'm surprised it's so easy at times. I really do.
1: Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I really do. Like, I cannot stand you. I would not walk across the street right now to piss on you if you were on fire.
0: I'm surprised you don't cause the fire.
1: No, because then that's premeditated murder and arson, both of which are felonies. Um, <laughs> I'm not a felon, sir. No, sir. No, no, uh, Okay. Anyway, so... Um, Army did win this weekend. I, I where their score went, I, fuck, I don't know. But the midshipmen of Navy played Marshall. Yes, we are Marshall. You know that that school, right? Yeah. At home, lost forty nine to seven. So I'm getting my shots in now. Go Army. Beat Navy. It's going to be like that. I'm here all season long, people. You don't like it? but well, That's just tough shit. You can hit the mute button or you can just scroll off and go find another channel to watch. But make sure you come back for our cycles and sociopaths and what the hell episodes.
0: Either way, eh.
1: <laughs> You're still here. So you must be a fan. Or a mask <laughs> or a ma- Yeah, Or a mask assist. Yeah. Did I say that right? No. I don't even Ma-
0: know.
1: Mas- Masochist, Masochist, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so <clears throat> uh let me see here. The NFL kicks off this week.
0: Yeah, it uh it goes full on. Uh starting Thursday. Uh, yeah, starting Thursday. It's gonna drinking be bros did a nine hour draft pick. Yeah. God. <sighs> That's drinking bro's, uh bros sports, yeah. Now, while I do own a Cowboys jersey, I do own
1: a Cowboys t-shirt. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid just a little bit because of who I'm with, right? You'll notice, and for the people who are watching us on YouTube notice, I am wearing my Tom Brady Buccaneers jersey. That's because the season starts officially on Thursday night when the Cowboys visit Tampa Bay, to take on the defending Super Bowl champions, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not a Buccaneers fan. I'm a Tom Brady guy. I've made this clear on more than one occasion. Okay?
0: Yeah, just because he transferred from uh, the Patriots.
1: See, and Jerry Seinfeld brought this up. No, was it Jerry Seinfeld? I think it was Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld or or Billy Crystal. One of the two. Brought this point up. It says, people aren't fans of players anymore they're a fan of laundry that is true and to an extent yes i'm a fan of laundry but wearing a a buccaneers jersey i'm by no way shape form or fashion transforming or or you know uh metamorphosizing into i dare you to try to say that word um, into a Florida man by any stretch of the imagination because I remember the, the uh, I, that meme with Senator Palpatine pops up into my head all the time it's like becoming a Florida being a man a Florida man grants you certain abilities that otherwise seem unnatural no I'm not becoming a Florida man at all um, but I like Tom Brady I mean I'm just I'm not going to apologize for it uh, people that I was in the army with, some of my dearest friends, are going to probably be like, give me a ton of shit for it. But you know what? I, I don't care. I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna capitulate and be like, oh, okay, well, I rooted for the Patriots because Tom Brady played for them, but now he doesn't play for them, so I'm going to say screw him. Like, no, no.
0: Well, it was the same thing with uh, Peyton Manning when he switched teams.
1: Yeah, when he went from Indianapolis over to Denver. Yeah. You know, a lot of people still, like, they bought his Denver jerseys. Yeah. Um, when he came back to Indianapolis to play as a member of the Broncos for the first time, uh, Lucas Oil Stadium did this, like, huge tribute video to, to Peyton Manning. I mean, it was very classy. Um, now, the only time that I really am, like, a huge, dedicated, fide fan of laundry, per to say, is you know, when it comes to the Red Sox, right? Now, for example, Brock Holt now plays for the Texas Rangers. He played for the Red Sox for the longest time. Won a couple of World Series with us. I'm a Brock Holt fan. I just, I I like the guy. He's got a great personality. He's a leader in the clubhouse. Yada, 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 right? Now, will I go out and buy a Texas Rangers Brock Holt jersey? Maybe. Maybe. Will I wear it? No. I'll get a Brock Holt Red Sox jersey, take it to a game, and have him sign it. But um, if, and this has happened in the past, a member of the Red Sox goes to the Yankees, fuck that guy. Especially if they do it in the form of like free agency, and they go from the Red Sox to the Yankees, that's just something you don't do. Johnny Damon, forever, to, it took him forever to earn the respect and the forgiveness of Red Sox Nation when he did that. Jacoby Ellsbury, back in 2013, played for the Red Sox, won a World Series with us that year, and then immediately, like two weeks after the season was over, put this huge full-page ad in the Boston Globe, thinking Red Sox uh, Nation, thinking the the organization, because he went and signed a 10-year, like, $110 million deal, which at the time was, like, huge.
0: Yeah, it's like the one player that got, like, 314.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's almost chump change now. Yeah. But he went directly from the Red Sox to the Yankees. People throughout New England burned his jerseys and put that shit on social media. Like, you just don't do that. And then we sat back and we laughed and <laughs> La- laughed. Laughed at the yankees because they paid out all this money for this guy the guy literally out of the 10 years i think they might have gotten maybe 86 games out of him because he kept getting hurt hmm and we, and we weren't wishing that the guy got hurt by no stretch i mean there are some boston fans they, hell every team's got a fan base and you know got their fan base you know one that that certain Bo- section you
0: know one of the Bostonians. uh that are like diehard Red Sox fan has like a freaking voodoo to all that guy. It's just like every uh, time. like I
1: said, you know, to my point. Every team has that section of their fan base that are just complete douche, douche nozzles that want people to get hurt. Okay, yeah. I, I even at the height of you know the core in playing for the Yankees, you're talking about Posada, Jeter, um, fucking Pettit, Mariano Rivera, uh, Jorge Posada you didn't want to see those guys get hurt. Okay? hmm Because it was fun watching them play because you knew that you were watching something special. Right? But you wanted them to lose. You just didn't want them to lose because they were hurt. You know, I mean, you wanted to see these guys fail on the field. You know, you wanted to see them lose and fail to the Red Sox like they did in very epic fashion in 2004. But Moving on, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to the to the NFL season uh, this year, unlike last year. I mean, last year was just a big political statement, and it was not a good look at all. I mean, it was. I mean, once the season got going finally, and. People were starting as the season kind of grinded on. You started seeing some of these teams, some of these organizations, start to relax their COVID protocols and start to let fans back into the stands. Um, and with the exception of the Super Bowl, it, uh, you know, where it was just kind of like, a, hey, we're inviting our richest friends to come buy tickets for this event. Um, it was nice to start seeing people there. You know, like last week when I went to at t Stadium with uh, my girlfriend or sister and, and another friend of mine, my girlfriend had made the comment that it was nice to see normal. I mean, the, the stands were packed. Nobody, nobody wore a damn mask inside that place. No, Nobody. We were there to watch a ball game. We had fun. We yelled. We, we cheered. You know, we we had a good time and we did it without worrying about anything you know it was just it was nice to see that return to normalcy it was nice to actually engage in in something that that a lot of people considered to be relaxing and 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 to be an escape from from the outside world and it was just nice to see that and I mean, baseball—they've been kind of leading the charge on it, along with NASCAR, about letting fans back into the stands and things of that nature. But it was refreshing to see, especially with an NFL team—you know—fans being in, in attendance to the degree that they were last Sunday. So I, I'm looking forward to watching a little bit more football this year, and I think a lot of that is going to be because one, we're doing this—you know—we're doing this show now. And I've got to focus on other things besides baseball. I mean, I don't want to be that one-dimensional guy.
0: Well, uh, that, that's the thing about uh, doing shows like this. Yeah, when we first started and everything like that, it was more or less the whole clamorly kind clan of uh, your favorites, NASCAR and uh, baseball. But I had to bring up a little bit of extra stuff every every now and again. It's like with basketball and and all the other kinds of stuff, and you start to you actually start to see things the, the way that I, I view things when it comes to sports and everything. When you're actually just kind of just reporting it, and you're not having any kind of feeling to it, but you're giving, you're still giving the audience. It, it was the same thing what we did with the Olympics and everything like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, well, it's like next week. Um, I know I thought it was this weekend, but it's next weekend. The Wichita Falls Warriors they're they're doing a uh, preseason hockey game next week, or on the uh, on the 11th actually. Um, I, th- I think they said like tickets are starting at ten dollars. I'm gonna wear my my letterkenny sw- uh, hockey sweater. I-, I plan on going. Um, you know I mean if I you want to go,
0: ha- I wonder what happened with those interviews that we we're supposed to have. It kind of nobody tri- ever
1: got back to me. Um, I'll try it again this week just to kind of you know say hey here here's here's what we do. Here's our channel. Give it a sh- you know give it a look. You know, we would really like to be there at the game, and try to get at least some some takes from some of the some of the you know some of the players, you know before you know before the game or after the game, kind of a deal. But um, I plan on going just simply due to the fact that I mean it's it's one more thing for us to be able to do here in this town. As much as the city council here tries to kill it. You know, I've
0: actually went to only like one game, and that was only because uh, uh, the chick that I went on a date with wanted me to go. (laughs) She's like, "I'm gonna go see hockey." I was like, "Okay." I mean, if you don't want to go,
1: fine. That's on you. No, I'll I'll still go.
0: I'll still go.
1: Yes, I mean, it'll it'll definitely be something worth you know looking at. I'm gonna call the box office probably tomorrow. Uh, during the day to find out when those tickets for because um, all the proceeds are supposed to go towards like a, a non-profit charity here in town so um, I mean yeah you can get nosebleed seats or whatever but I like to sit on the glass um, and then there there's uh, an area down behind the net on I think it's the
0: uh, actually the best seat western seat
1: side of the, of the rink yeah you can actually get down, on the on on the, you know on the floor, right behind the the goalie the goalie's net, and you can see all that action going on behind the net. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I was uh, about to say. Is the best spot really is uh, if you want to see a lot of the action, everything is right behind the goalie. Yeah,
1: one, one of the goalies at least. But yeah, that's dead. that's something I want to check out next weekend. Um, I mean, if anything else, we can just take. You know, take our phones. We can shoot some footage, and we can just kind of compile it and come up with a an episode there. But um, not necessarily doing it for the cloud. I just want to go, just because one, I want to wear my new, I want to wear my new my new hockey jersey. I really do. You know, I want that. I want that one random person to just see the name on the back of my jersey and go, "Fuck you, Shorzy," and I'll go, "Hey, like, fuck you, Riley. Give your balls a tug there, Ted fucker. Come get your mom and get her out of my house. It's embarrassing." You know, I, I just want to chirp back, you know, because people that watch that show just go back and forth, and it's it's hilarious. But um, anyway, so. Um,
0: that's it for the. the yeah, that's movie. really, that really is. Yeah.
1: Um, it's something that I didn't bring up. Uh, there was a kid who played in the college, ro- or the college World Series, the Little League World Series. Uh-huh. Um, let me see here
0: well why are you doing that Uh, this just came up on my stuff it's some kind of uh, judging thing Uh, where a kid apparently he was abused by his family and everything like that to the point to where uh, the judge kept on asking him uh, was like well your aunt no 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 No, time out time out for just a second
1: time out for a second the views and opinions of this uh, following story do not directly reflect the show or its opinions. Or the host, or the co-host of this show. With that in mind, I yield the floor back to Mr. David Dickerman.
0: Anyways, uh, <laughs> apparently the kid was abu- <laughs> <laughs> abused severely by the family. And uh, he ended up, uh, the judge asked him, was like, well, we're going to send you to your aunt. The aunt. And the kid was like, my aunt beats me. What about your grandparents? Well, my grandparents beat me. And uh, what about uh, any other family members? They had a, they had to cut the court and everything like that. And eventually came back and they sent them to the uh, Dallas Cowboys because Dallas Cowboys would never beat anything. Booyah! And
1: okay, so um,
0: I literally forgot to put that joke. I was going <sighs> to say it later, and it just he started talking about the Warriors and everything, and I just okay. started getting
1: so. You know, there was a kid, or is a kid that he he was playing in this year's Little League World Series uh, from the South Dakota their their team there. This kid's name is Gavin Weir. He uh he threw a total I think it was like four no hitters during the Little League World Series. Um, he only gave up one hit over his last eight games. Oh wow. Now, you're going to get a lot of the cynics. are going to be like, that kid's on track for Tommy John surgery before he's 18. But, I mean, as long as he's taking the time to rest during the, during the winter and he's not throwing all year round, his elbow is going to get stronger. It's going to become more durable. Um, as long as he's not trying to overdo it, then... Uh, you know, I think he should be fine, but I mean, it was,
0: as long as he takes steps to actual, uh, make sure it doesn't. Yeah. I and mean, across
1: that eight game stretch, I mean, he struck out like 114 of the 132 batters he faced during that eight game stretch.
0: Yeah.
1: And that, that is like, that's some video game shit right there.
0: Yeah. That, that's really <laughs> <I> mean,
1: <laughs> and that's what the difficulty level turned all the way down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, that's that's all I've got, really, for this week. Um, I'm still waiting to hear back from Van McElroy um, to try to get that uh, that interview set up. And, uh, I mean, push come to shove, what I'll do <clears throat> is, uh, I mean, because he lives in Uvalde, So And that's like four and a half hours away from Lake Jackson, Angleton, that area over there, where I would be probably, I'll be going down there. Uh, the weekend
0: of the, twenty third, twenty
1: fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth. I'll be coming back that twenty sixth or whatever, right? of yeah. This month, so it's going to be the t- t- fourth weekend of the month. Last weekend of September. Yeah, there we go. Um, I'm 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 not making that drive to Uvalde. No, it's just not going to happen. Uh, if anything else, what I'll try to do is, um, I'll I'll see if he just wants to Skype or zoom or whatever um i'll figure out a way to, to record it and i'll, I'll it just send you the raw footage and you can do whatever you want with it i'll make sure that when i go down there <coughs> excuse me that when i go down there i'll take my setup with my my boom mic and my soundboard and uh, uh we'll go over the whole you know shooting video from my phone and then you know try to do well, that
0: you can do it through your laptop, you yeah, do, uh, yeah,
1: we can. I could do that. I could just do the whole screen record thing or whatever, but or I you know, because Zoom lets you record too. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, but uh, if anything else, I I can just do the interview, and uh, we, you know, I can just some you know uh, try to run that. I, I can try to edit it, but more than likely, because you've got the Final Cut Pro, I'll just shoot it over to you. But um, and that we can try to get that episode up pretty quickly, but. <clears throat> um anyway um yeah that's that's all i've got for right now um so we we brought our bows over today i really need to start getting you know back there behind the string a a lot a lot more uh we
0: should have been doing this in august but it's it was getting like stupid hot
1: too i mean ridiculously hot i mean plus the humidity was not our friend and humidity is going to throw the shots off uh, it's going to jack with the strings. I mean, I dude, I have been keeping my my bow in the case in an air-conditioned, climate-controlled room. Because, dude, I mean, because it's a brand-new string, whatever. I know it needs to get broken, whatever. But I just, I have not, plus on top of the fact what we do at work, by the end of the day, yeah, I've, I have no interest of doing anything except climbing into the shower and then pouring myself into the bed at the end of the day. That's all.
0: Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you for watching Nerd Sports. And I'm David Dickman.
1: I'm Johnny Skelton.
0: And thank you for watching. Goodbye.